Big problems can be solved when smart minds and good hearts get together. Being exposed to a connected network of diverse voices, opinions and characteristics can truly expand one's ability to get an accurate picture of the environment and to make the best decisions for self and organization. This podcast brings together an ecosystem of next practice innovators and influencers to talk about the leadership practices required to shape a better connected and safer world. Welcome to Inspire Next Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Serene Chen. In our third series titled Show Me The Money, we look at leadership business acumen required to bring financial results. We challenge the notion of being victims to our circumstances and encourage reframing a paradigm from one of scarcity and defence to one of opportunities and growth. This week, we are joined by Gabriel Dufok. Gabriel has a wide array of industry experiences in defence, consulting, oil and gas and now chemicals. After earning his MBA from INSEAD, Gabriel has been architecting commercial excellence through his passion for both people and processes. Now as sales and commercial excellence for Southeast Asia, Gabriel rewires commercial excellence standards to build a sustainable commercial organisation. In addition, he also leads a very full life as a husband, a dad of three children, and an accomplished artist of mixed media creation comprising acrylic paintings juxtaposed against vintage newspaper clippings. Today, Gabriel will share with us how sales excellence can be a business stabiliser within a stormy environment. Hi Gabriel, welcome to our episode. I've known you for about two years now and have always been impressed by your introspection on why people behave the way they do and your determination to resist the urge to make a biased decision. Hence, I'm excited to learn about your perspective on commercial excellence. But before we get to that, tell me about your early experiences and how that got you to the area of commercial excellence. Hi, Sirin. Thank you very much for getting me. So the whole journey started uh, in a very funny way. When I was a student, I, I was working for a big pizza chain, a delivery chain, quite famous globally, very processed. And I started as a cleaner, uh, cleaning the ground and cleaning the dishes, um, get promoted to making pizza and ultimately get promoted to the big one of delivering the pizza where you ultimately make big money by your, getting your tips. So that was a very interesting um, learning in terms of process, organization, and how you are uh, truly making your product. So that was during my studies, and uh, I graduated from, from my master in econometrics, so very math and data-driven focus uh, learning. And, uh, and at the end of my master, I uh, took a totally different shift and volunteered to join the French Navy as officer. So I joined the French Navy, get trained to be officer of the deck or officer of the watch, whether you're American or British. And um, as officer on the deck of the deck on, on a mine hunter, I've been based in Middle East for a year and a half. So huge learning also because this is an absolutely highly processed environment, but also beyond the process, it's people-driven environment too. So you need to match those two critical variables of your process and your people. Uh, and there are literally no space for interpretation when you are on the deck of the mine hunter in the middle of the sea, where every element at the end becomes really a matter of life and death ultimately and uh, and you really need to navigate towards stormy environment or along complex operation military operations 
So I think mixing my data analytics background, my first uh, student jobs, and my volunteering in the army made a kind of a, a surprising salad bowl uh, that towards uh, that uh, brings me uh, toward this uh, journey in commercial and sales excellence. Right. To help us understand and visualize the application of what you have said, can you give me an example of how you lead your team? Sure. Um, how I lead my team? I think I would say I lead, I lead my team like an officer of the deck on his mind hunter. So I, I learned so much during this time in the army. As I said earlier, there is a, the management, the leadership and the commanding part of your job. So firstly, I would say I need the strategic purpose of my mission. It's the mandate given to me. So for that, I define and build the critical piloting parameters needed to ensure that the sales organization is, is truly fit for purpose and uh, we are ready to accomplish the mission. So a lot of military words, but uh, you know, business is a game, but business is also, also a battle. Uh, you need to fight to win market share. You need to fight to survive. So without saying it's a, it's a bloodbath, uh, you really need uh, to have a, a very stringent model in your, in your organization. Um, so I clearly see my roles as helping to move the organization from in navigation, we call the estimated navigation. So you esteem your position toward a, a very accurate GPS data-driven model to ensure that you know, the ship will reach the port side in safe conditions. I often see so for KPIs, for example, I, I'm often told like, you know, if we complete one KPIs, we will be negative on the other KPIs. Very, very often KPIs go against each other. And I think when it goes back to navigation model and the GPS, GPS analogy, your KPIs are a triangle of KPIs. You have three data points and you can never be in one of the angle of the triangle. You constantly are in the center. The question is, your KPIs should narrow down your triangle from a very big triangle to a very small one. You will never be 100% of one of those triangles, but you need to be in the center of your uh, KPIs mapping. So it's, it's really how I see the navigation from esteemed navigation to GPS navigation. So moving away from estimated navigation uh, towards uh, this hand-hand sales relationship is also moving out of you know, the perception and the bias individuals can have in, in their sales process. So you need to drive your objective with data-driven indicators to fully understand your performance. When I say your performance, there are two critical elements in a sales organization, your sales calorific effort and your sales velocity. At what speed you sell and how much it costs you to sell what you're selling. I really love the point you make about sales calories versus sales velocity. Can you explain more? Yeah. So um, <laughs> if, I, if I had to compare this, it's you take a runner or any sports uh, person, they often have now watches that give them a number of indicators from the heartbeat to the number of calories and, uh, and the blood pressure and the hydrations and, and all these elements help them to perform better and increase their performance over time and train and go beyond their own limits. And I think the sales velocity and the calorific effort is a bit the same. Is, and, and the CRM, in fact, becomes your watch. It constantly helps you to do better, faster, and improve your, your overall journey, improve your hit rate of the market, improve your value creation to customer, improve your move compared to competitors, 
improve your price positioning. And in fact, data is rarely, rarely lying. So data is not lying, in fact. It's how confident you are on your data sets, what we call the confidence interval in statistics. But the, 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 the tricky part is interpretation can vary. Data is a fact, interpretation is a matter of people. So the challenge within a sales organization is to really build a data ecosystem with a very high level of data accuracy to reduce interpretation and go straight to the data translation. What do I call the data translation when it comes to sales calorific efforts and sales velocity is really out of this uh, data-driven ecosystem, create actionable outputs and tactical move and corrective adjustment to beat yourself, to beat the market. If I hear you right, it sounds like you want to capture the most sales in the shortest possible time. It is. It, it, it's, it's a way to say it. Uh, it's to ensure also I'm burning as less as possible of my energy to reallocate my energy uh, in the right way. If, if I put it in a different perspective, uh, we would call this arbitrage. So I need to make an arbitrage. Do you want to have two half million dollar sales or a million dollar sales? If both of the cases happens over a month, as a sales leader, you really truly need to take the decision. You have limited resources, limited amount of people, limited amount of time, limited amount of money. How do I want to chase my money? How do, you want, uh, how do I want to make it happen? Do I want to take risk? Do I want to jeopardize my risk? Do I want to spread my risk? So there is an opportunity cost in everything. What's gonna be my opportunity cost on chasing two half million dollar opportunity or the one at one million? This is truly uh, the sense of the velocity and the calories, how much calories, dollar and time I spend for it and at what speed it will happen. Right, so but how much does this concept differ when applied to businesses with long product development cycles versus short product development cycles? <laughs> I mean, uh, here, so the cell velocity I was mentioning earlier, you have the, the velocity of the market itself. That I mean, you cannot sell a satellite in, in a month uh, and you can, if I go back to the analogy of me being officer of the deck, is whether you sail on a small or a big boat, you know, the selling methods, so sailing, not the selling, <laughs> the sailing methods uh, remain the same. Um, what change are more the references, you know, the size of your boat, for example. So what change your references, your benchmark, and before getting into a business or when you are in a business, what you need is to be clear on what are the fundamental standards. What is a DNA? If I go back to the zero and the one and the fact that there is a kind of encryption of your market, what is the DNA of your business? What is the DNA of the operating cycle? To ensure that this becomes your references. And if you get it wrong, this is where you fail. If you get it right, this is how you can bid it and make it better. So you truly need to define so selling a satellite, does it take a year, a year and a half, or two years? If it takes, if you define it's two years, while in, in fact it's taking a year and a half for your competitors, you are complacent with yourself. You give you extra time and your sales velocity is wrong. If you know that your competitors make it in a year and a half, and you say the threshold is one and a half years and I will try to make it in a year, then you bid the market and then you succeed. So Gabriel, always we come to the crunch, right? Especially to make a change in an established legacy, how do you make it happen? That's the toughest part. <laughs> uh, no, so 
all what I said is, is I would say the theoretical framework and you can come with the best theoretical framework we can, you can come with the best design process you can know what has to be implemented the, the hardest part is to change people to change not only the company culture but also to get the buy-in from above and below you cannot change everything suddenly you cannot come into an organization and say hey suddenly I will reshape and change everything so you can come with your best practices and the how you make it happen from an organizational behavior standpoint is truly the key of your success so influencing setting the trend showing the example and making your own proof of concept and once you have developed I would say your small proof of concept and you show the bottom lines numbers then people will start trusting you. Then people will start giving you more credit and giving you more um, uh, freedom to implement uh, further steps in terms of the development. And gradually, you bring the organizations towards a new thinking process. You really need to shift an entire uh, organization. So same as the officer of the deck, shifting the route of your ship takes time, takes few people, takes... Uh, it's difficult. You do not, you know, a big military ship, it's not like suddenly we go right and left. You, you really need to prepare and calculate it. And that's the same into an organization. So you prepare, you know where you want to go, how you want to get there, but you need to be clear that it's going to take times, it's going to take challenges, and you need to really get the buying of the people. Because before process, you have people, and this will never, ever change. Now we come to the last part of today's episode. I'm going really? to, yeah, okay. I'm going to ask you four questions. Yeah. Uh, I'd like for you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm fully ready. Right, okay. So the first one. Sales 10 years ago was? Um, traditional, the same as 30 years ago. Sales in 2030 would be? Enhanced, more direct, transactional, and tailored to each single customers. But I think before in 2030, sales will be based on knowledge sharing. A way to motivate sales rep is by? Showing them how exciting it is to increase their efficiency and make more with less. So I would say motivate through being part of the this uh, transition journey to 21st century. For any leader who wants to win a customer, they should? Understand what they truly need. Um, tailor the offer and team up with the customer to show them that you have some skin in the game. Wow. Thank you, Gabriel, for joining us on today's episode and for sharing your insights. For a listener who would like to connect with you, how can they reach out? Definitely through uh, LinkedIn. Um, so happy to, to get any uh, anyone who wants to talk to me. And, and thanks to you, Siren, for organizing this. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Inspire Next Leadership, produced by Serene Cheng and Victor Ertl, with support from our friends in the STAR program. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to having you again in our next episode on Value-Based Outcome. Until then, stay well and stay inspired.